They say that life is full of opportunities, right? So why are so many of us dreading getting out of bed to face another day? I know what that's like. My life was full of conflict, stress, failure, and fear. When I got cancer for the second time, my choice was simple, change or die. Today, I love waking up. I love my life. I love owning my own business that is helping people learn and grow. So how do you unlock that kind of transformation in your life? Let's discover the answers together as we hear from ordinary people like you and me and their extraordinary success stories. My name is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Welcome, welcome, everyone. We are so excited today to have our special guest. You guys, today I have Manfik Abu with me today, and she's originally from Nigeria, and she has an unbelievable story that you guys are really going to love. It is going to touch your heart and is really going to connect with you, I'm sure, in a way that is just so powerful. And I'm so excited to have a boo here today. I want to share with you a little bit about her. She is actually a mindset reset self-leadership coach and a life strategist who helps working moms develop a growth mindset, build resilience, and take action to transform their pain into power. Love that. Maximize their potential and actualize their purpose in life through their through her programs and services. So, Monifique, thank you so much for being here today. I am so glad to have you and for you to share your wonderful story with us. So, tell us a little bit about you. Where'd your story start? Oh, hi, Donna. So happy to be here. It's a great honor for me to be talking to you today. And basically, my story started from the mid '90s when I lost my mother as a teenager. So it was a life-changing situation for me because as the oldest child, I looked up to my mom and she was really young. She was only 37 years old. That was the most difficult part to accept because it seemed like your life is about to start, then it ends at the same Mm -hmm. time. And she suffered through a heart disease. I had to nurse her in the hospital for two months. And that period of being with her for two months, watching somebody that I looked up to, the strongest person I've ever met, always ready to help everybody, full of energy, full of life, become incapacitated, bedridden, couldn't help herself, couldn't do anything on her own. And before then, I used to suffer a lot from low self-esteem. I used to always have this voice in my head that told me I wasn't good enough. I only saw people that, and whenever I see anyone, to me, they are better than me. I I suffered bullying in school, and there was some verbal abuse that I had to endure as well that made me have that kind of mindset growing up. And now that I have teenagers of my own, I'm very conscious of it because the teenage years is transformative and formative years. So the feedback I was getting at that time was too negative, and it affected me adversely. But when I had to nurse my mom and be there for her, watch her at the time of her weakest, it turned something in my head that made me feel, I think I have some strength. I think I can 
survive this. Of course, I didn't know she would die, but there was this inner strength that I kind of had all through because I was alone. I didn't have anybody to help me as the oldest child. My younger siblings were too young to, to even see her that way. They were broken and, uh, and they, they, they were really, they, it really affected them negatively. So I had to be the only one to go through that. And that was a time I just kind of grew from that pain, from that tragedy, from that, you know, from that challenge, you know, it kind of turned something in me that enabled me to know that I'm bigger than I see myself, I'm stronger than I see myself, and I can achieve more than I think I can. So that is basically where everything started for me. Okay, so how old were you at the time? You said your mom was 27, but no, 37. She was 37. 37. And she had me, I think she was 16 when she had me. Then I just turned 19. So you were 19. A month after she died. I turned 19 February of 96 and she died March of 96. So this happened. You're 19. And how many siblings do you have? I have three siblings. Three siblings. So you're having to now be a mom to three kids. Yes, basically. Yeah. That would be super hard. I cannot even imagine that. So, mm-hmm. so what happens at this point, you know, mom, I mean, and I'm so sorry for your mom and the passing that must've been super hard. It was difficult, very difficult. Yes. Yeah. But now that you are here, you have to be strong for your siblings. I'm sure. I try to be strong every day for my siblings. I always subconsciously, like look at it. Like I have four kids of my own now. But I look at it like I have seven children. I also have two bonus children. When I say two bonus children, back in Nigeria, growing up, you have to raise other people's children. Sometimes they they cannot fend for themselves or the parents don't have the means. Mm -hmm. So you raise them as yours. So I have two boys that I'm raising with my own four biological children. So I have six children. And I always have that maternal, nocturnal, feeling for my siblings the same way I have for my own children. So I look at it like I have, I have nine children basically is how I look at it, but they're grown now. The young, uh, the youngest is in his mid thirties now. And the oldest, it just turned 40 last year because I'm just two or three years older than him. Yeah. Wow. And so how are they doing? Are they doing well? They're, they're doing absolutely well. And they're the ones, basically, I, I, I owe them a lot of depth of gratitude for giving me uh, the respect and the regard that I, I needed at that time, being reciprocal with listening and knowing that we have to stay together, come together as siblings. We still had our dad. And I grew up in a polygamous home, but we had to keep that unit really strong for us because there was nobody that was a parental figure except for me, you know? So I had to, and my dad as well, supporting my dad in helping um, with them. So for the means to go to school and all of that, my dad did all of that, did his best before he died about 10 years later. But Mm -hmm. Me and my siblings, I was the one that had to tell them in terms of character building, in terms of morals, in terms of values, you know, principles, you know, things to guide them when they were choosing, uh, they were trying to get married, you know, they always come to me with a major decision and we talk about it even till now before we take the next step. So they're doing absolutely great. Yes. Thank you. Wonderful. Wonderful. 
So now how are you like with your self-esteem? Cause you said you had this low self-esteem and you're taking care of all these kids was, how was that? How are you managing that? Wow. That's a very good question. And I help women to overcome low self-esteem now as a profession. Um, I started in the banking industry, but I resigned after 13 years because I realized that there was a greater impact I wanted to make in life for working mothers specifically. Being in the mindset of a young mom at 19, even if I didn't have biological kids, there's always that doubt you have, that advice you gave that young one, that thing you said, that directive you gave, or that choice, that decision you made on their behalf, is it the right decision? You know, you keep second guessing yourself as a mother, and that doesn't do well for your self-esteem. That kind of depletes it even more. So it's something I still suffer or go through when I have major decisions, when I have things that are unusual or out of the box or strange or new. I still go through a negative self-esteem because I'm always um, doubting myself, second-guessing myself. So mm-hmm. I know it's something you keep, you have to keep working on day in, day out, you know? So I feel the cure for self-esteem, low self-esteem is self-validation. So with my online courses and programs, I emphasize on self-validation a lot because I've learned to praise myself, love myself, encourage myself. Because most of the time, I'm by myself. At least at that time, I was usually by myself trying to figure stuff out. So when I doubt, I just try to look at the advantages and the disadvantages of what I'm doing. If the advantages are higher, I just do it. And I try to avoid that fear of the unknown that keeps, you know, keeps reverberating in my head. And I Mm. just go on and do it. I feel self-esteem, low self-esteem is something every woman suffers from. It could be as a result of low self-image. It could be as a result of pain that goes on in your life like mine. It could be as a result of the negative feedback from people, you know, toxic people in your life, verbal abuse, physical abuse. It's a variety of issues and it has, it has a lot of to do with how we were raised and how we were brought up and our foundation as individuals. So, so true. So through doing this, I love that you said you looked at the pros and the cons of things and and kind of just, you know, analyzed that and decided from there. I love that. Now you worked your way through these things. So you've learned tools and techniques, I'm guessing, that you're sharing with these women now. Yes. 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 So you have a program that you had told me about. It's uh, self-esteem. Difficult times is that yeah. self-esteem accelerator online course. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. And um, what kind of things do you know? I know you share tools and techniques. Is there anything else you want to tell them about what that program is? And yes, just sharing your experience and kind of yes. what you went through. Or yes, yeah, it's a, it's an online course that kind of helps women that suffer from low self-esteem to be able to overcome it. So the first thing I do in the program, which helps to guide women as to, like I said earlier, the root course, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. How come, when did this start in your life? Once you identify the root cause of any problem, you're closer to getting to a solution. So, and I know that 
you suffer, apart from the low self-esteem women go through, it makes them to self-sabotage. It makes them to have limiting beliefs as to their abilities and their capacities as individuals. Mm-hmm. It makes them to have um, lack of self-validation, which I said earlier is a cure for self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And of course, it makes them to have a low self-image and they doubt themselves and it depletes their confidence level. So this program is a three-week program, which is bundled with coaching from me, group coaching with the group of individuals that register for the program at the same time. And I guide them through how to recognize the root cause of their low self-esteem how they can combat it, ways that they can use to accelerate it, and how they can identify it and nip it in the bud. So my promise and guarantee usually is that at the, le- at the end of the course, you'll be able to call upon yourself when you're doubting yourself. You'll be able to look for, uh, take the tools that I share in the course to be able to combat your self-esteem for good in the long run. I love that. Awesome. Yeah. Well, it sounds like an, an amazing program. So can you share with me, I always ask my interviewees that I'm interviewing, what is the one thing that made the biggest transition for you, the biggest change in your self-esteem or whatever it is that you had the biggest challenge with? I tell people all the time, through challenges come opportunities. The one transformative event in my life that has helped to boost my self-esteem the most is the worst thing that happened to me, losing my mother. Mm-hmm. That is where all of it came from. And if it didn't happen to me, you know, negative things happen to people. Right now we are enduring the COVID-19 pandemic for months now. And a lot of people are identifying certain salient strengths that they had, but they didn't even know was there. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have learned to be more patient, more enduring, more tolerant. You know, people have learned to be still. People now meditate more. People now have introspection more. People now think before they act a little more. People take calculated risk more. For me, this has been the most transformative time in my business, for one. I've been able to launch more products this time because I don't have, I have more time in my hands to use since I don't need to go out all day. For one, I don't like driving all day because everywhere, it's kind of far apart if you need to get some stuff done. Now that I don't need to go out except to the grocery store and cook and stuff, I get to do a lot of things. So I feel the greatest lesson is true adversity comes opportunity. And I, I just that. want to use so, it to urge women that, you know, whenever you're going through a bad time, it might be just a point for you to tap into the greater strength that you have. And that is so for me. So we all go through bad times. So you're saying if you have that, find something great within you to focus on. And for you, it sounded like being a mom to your brothers and sisters was that greater strength that you you had to have. Yes. And so just finding something that you can focus on that is greater than yourself. Yes, I think so. It really, really, you know, when you're able to come outside of yourself and do something impactful for someone else, for me, even now, if I do suffer sometimes with doubt when I have a challenging situation to conquer, Mm -hmm. all I do is to place a call to my siblings or I listen to my kids. My kids, they are my biggest cheerleaders because Uh they see you at your worst and they see you at your best Mm -hmm. and they evaluate you 
objectively, you know, as you are. You as a person look at your, you look at yourself subjectively. Mm-hmm. Inadvertently, you do that because you always want to focus on your strength. You don't want to be, uh, you don't want to be weak. You want to be strong for everybody. So they now tell me, look, Monfik, you need to be strong. You were strong for me when you did this. That makes you awesome. So I snap out of that negative mindset immediately, just hearing that feedback from them. So I think when you're going through a tough time, you know, right now people are more giving, people are more generous, people are helping, appreciating the frontline workers, their selflessness, you know. When you even thank them, sometimes I watch interviews when you're thanking, uh, when some reporters are thanking the doctors or the nurses, and they have that humility in them. Like, mm-hmm. it's like I have to do something greater than myself to be able to really feel good about myself. So I feel when you're in a bad time, I think you should look for that thing that is greater than you because it's not all about you all the time. You are a vessel to help others most of the time, I feel. Mm. Very well said. Thank you. So I know you also have a free ebook that you also have that you're going to offer and also some free coaching. Is that right? Yes, yes, yes. So I would like your esteemed audience to at least visit my website, www.monfikrayanabu.com. That is M-O-U-N-F-I-Q. R-A-I-Y-A-N-A-B-U.com. And there they can enlist for free coaching with me, a free clarity coaching. So what I, uh, the clarity coaching is a session with me that will help you to dig deep as to what are your pain points? What are the things you're, you're going through right now that are causing you the greatest pain? I'll be able to identify it with you, give it a name, look for the root cause with you and walk through it with you. Because fundamentally in the coaching industry, there are three core things that I've identified. And this is something that is fundamental. Everybody is trying to get past something. Mm-hmm. So they need a coach to get past that. Right. Everybody is trying to get through something. You're experiencing something right now and it's difficult. How do you get through it? And everybody is also get, trying to get to something, towards something. So whatever category you fall, you need somebody to help to pull you up, help you to know that you have the capacity to do it, give you the tools to do it, and then you'll be on the path towards progress or towards the destination or towards the vision you want. So that free coaching helps my clients to get that. And for the audience, I really love them to take, take advantage of the opportunity and My goal for working moms is to help them to feel fulfilled, happy, and joyful, and have balance in their lives. Mm -hmm. It's so difficult to be a good mom, so difficult to be a good wife, to have a successful career or a business all at the same time. It's almost impossible to imagine. But I feel, and I've experienced it in my own life, that it is possible because I'm living it every day. Mm-hmm. I have a business. I have several businesses, actually, not just a coaching business. I have a frozen seafood export business I run with my husband. I have the coaching business. And I have four kids and two bonus kids, all in university, four in university, two in high school. My hands are full. Mm-hmm. But I'm able to like keep it going. And most of the time, like my younger sister will always say, Monfik, how do you do it? It's the mindset. Mm-hmm. 
the mindset is everything. It's not how qualified you are as a person, how experienced you are, you know, how old you are in age or where you've been done or anything like that. What really determines your success in life is the mindset. Do you have a growth mindset or do you have a fixed mindset? So that is why I help women to develop a growth mindset. Then I help them to build resilience because when you face that hardship and you can't take it, that is even worse. You don't even know that is the greatest, the greatest opportunity to grow. So mm-hmm. you have to be able to have the resilience to pull through. Then you now learn to take action in order to transform your pain into power. Mm-hmm. to maximize your potential and to actualize your purpose in life. Yeah. Awesome. Thank yeah. So, you so very much. Yeah. Thank you. That, that was beautiful. And, and you sound like an amazing lady. And thank you. I love, <laughs> I love meeting other fellow coaches. So yeah, um, yeah, there's so much power in having some accountability. There's no doubt about it. Yes. It is so awesome. And, and I'm so grateful to have you on my show today. And sharing your amazing story and sharing your transformation of where you were and now look at where you are and all the awesome things you're doing and helping people. I just absolutely love that. Just fills my heart. So thank you again, Monfik, for being on our show today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Sometime we'll have you back again. Awesome. Thank you. This is Donna Gammon and this is power to grow. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave a review now and I will give you a free download of my blessed morning. This is something that is worth so much. It's what I use to get past my past, if you know what I mean. Until our next show, thank you again for joining us. This is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow.